here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to episode 33 of Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold, and as always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing this Tuesday? Man, we are two days away from just sitting on our ass, grubbing, watching football. Couldn't be better. Greatest holiday of the year, except for we're both on Team Fuck Turkey. We're both ham guys. (laughs) Gotta love that. I'm glad that someone else is on my my team there. (laughs) All right, before we jump into Champions Round Business, and all the gambling lines for week 12. I got to get your answer here. Power rankings. Top three Thanksgiving sides. Go. Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, stuffing. But it has to be the stuffing that was in the turkey, not just the store-bought, you know, packaged shit. And all that together to me, that is that is Thanksgiving. I need that all. Ooh. All right. Mix it all together. I love it. My top three, we're going to go super carb heavy here. Mac and cheese, obviously one. Number two, Ruth Chris sweet potato casserole. Number two, coming in strong. So, so specific. So specific. I make a great one. <laughs> I'm bringing it to my, my parents' house uh, Thursday night. That is my responsibility. I will make the best one of it, and I will also eat all of it. So no one else gets any. Uh, number three, I'll go with the standby mashed potatoes, although I do like a nice scalloped potato, too. So interesting. That would be my scallop. It's yep. got to be garlic, garlic mash for me. Just a little bit of the fried little, you know, garlic chips in there or, or you know, getting those little fried little. Um, you got to get a little something in there just to, to spice it up a little bit. But, yeah, love the mashed potatoes. They're so versatile. I'd also sleeper a meatloaf. My mom used to do meatloaf. Ooh. I don't know. Meatloaf with the mashed potatoes. I feel like I'm eating Boston Market, man. And I, I don't know. I just go back. It just goes back to my childhood. I love Boston Market. Still fuck with it. I. Boss Market's classic. Uh, I have never heard of the meatloaf on Thanksgiving, but I now want to try it. Since we're both Team Fuck Turkey, might as well throw another something in there. Whatever um, isn't dry-ass turkey with some cranberry sauce that nobody eats, yeah, I'm I'm good on that. Next time that you're uh, messing with the mashed potatoes, sprinkle a little horseradish in there. A little horseradish hey, mashed potato. I don't mind that. All right. It's really, like really that. good. All right. Like that. We got to throw our food. Let's get into some Champions Round business, then we'll talk about a little gambling. Uh, we have a seven stakes contest for Thanksgiving that is already filled. We had to reopen it uh, to another hundred people. So we're super excited that about that. We were giving away a TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, and David Montgomery. All six of those jerseys. All you got to do is finish in the top six of that contest. Super excited about that. Sunday Night Football, we're giving away a Kareem Hunt and J.K. Dobbins jersey. And then round three for Champions Round starts next week. Our big giveaway, if you enter any of our round three contests, we're giving away a Dan Marino, Orlando Ooh. Pace, and Michael Vick signed full-sized helmets. All you got to do, Man. download the Champions Round app, sign up for a round three contest, send us a screenshot, DM us at Champions Round on IG or Twitter, and you're automatically Two entered. Two Hall of Famers, man. That's, that's nice. And Michael Vick, I mean... He's a Hall of Famer for anyone our age. I don't care for what sure. he doesn't. 100%. He doesn't need the gold jacket. Absolutely a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Feel that. All right. Thursday, the best gambling day of the year. The year that, <laughs> the day that all the favorites seem to cover. Let's see if the trend continues. So why don't we start off with the trashiest game? You'll be eating your first meal of the day during this game. We have the Detroit Lions hosting the Chicago Bears. Bears minus three over or under. 
41 and a half right now. Looks like the Bears are going to start Andy Dalton. Detroit Lions trending towards Jared Goff, but maybe Boyle also. Also rumors out that this might be Matt Nagy's last game with the Bears. Uh, what do you think of this early line? Yeah, man, I, I'm with you here. I think you alluded to it. Thanksgiving's for the favorites. Um, if you bet blindly against the with the favorites, uh, going back to 20, 2005, the favorites 32 and 14 against the spread, covering 70% of the time. So just by the trends alone, I mean, if you look at Detroit, man, you just don't take them um, against the spread as underdogs. They're 2-10 two and two and ten in their last 12 matchups um, as underdogs on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I'm going to fade him, and I'm going to trust in the red rifle, Andy Dalton, to get it done. Uh, minus three for the Bears, I'm going to take it. I'm seeing a lot of the tickets uh, sitting on Detroit right now, uh, 59% on the of the tickets on Detroit, and 73% of the cash is also on Detroit, which is pretty interesting to me considering that we don't know if we're going to get Jared Goff out there. Not that that's like even like that great of an upgrade anyway. Um, DeAndre Swift, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but Swift had more rushing yards than he had passing yards. So yeah. even if he's healthy, man, this dude sucks. So I'm, I'm going to trust the Bears in this spot. Yeah, so I have already bet the Bears minus three. I bet the over 41 and a half. Hey, uh, I like that too. Saw, saw our boy Raybon put that through on the Action Network. I was already thinking about it. I was like, all right, well, someone mm-hmm. else supports me. I might as well go in on it. Um, the case for the over here is just turnovers and bad positions, putting the other team right in the red zone. I think that's probably going to be likely. Uh, I like what I saw out of Dalton last week, throwing the ball deep down the field to the moon man, Darnell Mooney. Uh, I think that's something that can continue against the lions. If it is Jared Goff, I only like the over even more. I think he'll be able to score more points than Tim Boyle will. Uh, we saw Boyle last week. That was, uh, disgusting. He had 35, (laughs) 35 passing yards for every interception he threw. That is um, not a great ratio if I last time I checked. Um, like you said earlier, favorites cover on Thanksgiving for whatever reason that is. I think it continues this week, at least in two of the games. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But Bears minus three, give me the over. I am with you on this one. So let's go to the second meal of the day. Every gambling game is a meal. Uh, Raiders plus seven and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys look like they may be without Amari, definitely Amari Cooper, maybe CeeDee Lamb, over under 51 in this game. Uh, Ticket count right now, 33% of the best, 40% of the money on the Raiders. So we've been talking about favorites. Dallas, bad loss last week. Big bounce back spot, or do the Raiders have their own bounce back in them? Yeah, I feel like the Raiders are going the wrong direction. And uh, I got to back Dallas here, man. It's... uh. It's a week. It's the day of the favorite. So minus seven. I, I've seen as high as seven and a half. So if you can grab it at seven, um, obviously the better. But yeah, I, I think that this is going to be Dallas's moment here. They got to get right. The Eagles are slowly creeping up and not close enough that it's going to be at risk of the division. But um, they're they're definitely going to start feeling some pressure if they keep mounting some L's. So uh, Dak's going to have to come correct. Um, we've seen the uh, Ezekiel Elliott wasn't as effective last week as he should have been. Uh, Mari Cooper's banged up. We don't know if C.D. Lamb is going to play with his concussion. So, yeah, I mean, I still not. This is really just a fade against the Raiders. Don't really like what I see out of them. Derek Carr has certainly regressed. Um, Josh Jacobs, their run game is, is pretty much non-existent now. So, yeah, I'm going to take Dallas here by, by a touchdown and, and uh, think that they could easily win this by at least 10 points. 
Yeah, so I, I'm probably going to stay away from the seven and a half. That hook scares me a little bit here. Yeah. Raiders with Derek Carr could definitely backdoor this. Teaser piece, seven and a half to one and a half. I'm going to take this with everything. I totally think Dallas can get it right on the right track. I guess this Raiders defense, you know, they can get to the quarterback a little bit, but didn't even really get to Burrow that much last weekend against a really poor uh, Cincinnati line. So uh, I have some concerns about the Raiders' entire deal going forward. It seems yeah. like ever since they got over the, the Gruden thing, fine. That Ruggs thing just seemed like it was the a Ruggs hit to the heart. Hard. Definitely. Yeah. Not I mean, do you see those? Field, do you see those memes yeah. of? Uh, and it wasn't even a meme. Just looking at Derek Carr, just the pictures, man. He just looks like he's been through fucking three lifetimes already, just in the course of the last like four or five games since all this has gone down. So, yeah, man, I think they're just they're, this locker room is just struggling to keep it together right now, and I think it goes to show. Um, yeah, man, sometimes it's deeper than football. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys roll here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any idea on the over under 51 i'm leaning towards the under in this one i can see the raiders getting really slowed down here being bogged down they haven't looked good in recent times and dallas whatever we can throw out last week shit happens football's football sometimes you get a weird game uh yeah. but this raiders defense i assume they're going to be able to get home a little bit uh i don't think that without uh, amari and cd lamb that they're going to put up like a 40 burger in this one they may be able to run the ball really effectively but that'll just shorten the game so i think i'm leaning towards the under 51 I lean the under as well, like for most of the points that you said. All right. Uh, last game of the day, little dinner time action. I will be uh, about four bowls of macaroni and cheese down at this point. Uh, maybe digging into some pumpkin pie around halftime here. Buffalo. Pumpkin pie. No. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a pumpkin pie guy. You're not a pumpkin pie guy? We're gonna, sweet, we're gonna... sweet, sweet potato pie guy. But everything, everything else, we're, we're good. We're good. I already told you off the top, the sweet potato casserole and then the pumpkin pie. Okay. Gotta, all right. All right. Yeah. So you get a little bit of it too. All right. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. I'm not against sweet potato. I'm a big sweet potato guy. All right. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo minus six at New Orleans over under now at 45. Uh, I'm guessing that the line went off. So earlier this week, Buffalo minus four over under was 46 and a half. So I'm guessing that is some bad news coming out of New Orleans on the injury front. Mark Ingram might be down. Alvin Kamara may not be back. Simeon's not looking too hot. Taysom Hill just got a $90 million contract for playing God knows what the fuck position. Finesse uh, God. Buffalo. I mean, we said it last week. We liked Indy. They got smoked. Jonathan Taylor with a fucking 51 burger and fantasy points on him. Uh, I like Buffalo in this game. What say you? I like Buffalo too. Um, I think you're right. I think that the the market's already adjusting here. This line opened up at four. It's now at six. So there's probably going to be um, a short a short handed Saints team. And I, I don't. I told you last week. That's why I was betting the birds. I don't trust Trevor Simeon. He did make a little not a little bit of a comeback towards the end of the game there, but ultimately it didn't matter. Uh, the the Eagles ran all over the Saints and. Uh, the one good thing, I guess, about the Buffalo circumstance is that they don't really run the ball that much. So it's not going to really change the game script too much of what they're going to do. They're just going to throw the ball. And um, after they just got embarrassed by Jonathan Taylor and the Colts, I think that they're going to be pissed off. It's a short week. Um, the preparation may not be there. But uh, yeah, ultimately, I think this Saints team is just... They just don't have enough good personnel out here to, to face the AFC. Um, one of the favorites in the AFC. So I think that this is going to be a good game for Buffalo. Show who they are. Get back on track. Um, I don't love it at minus six, but uh, I'm going to take them. I'm going to ride with the favorites. Yeah. So 
I think that my biggest bet, I've already put in a little bit. I think I'm going to put in more is the Dallas Buffalo uh, teaser. Makes too much Absolutely. sense bringing Definitely. Buffalo, Buffalo down to a pick them. Dallas yep. down to uh, one and a half. Makes too much sense. Got to do it. Uh, Buffalo, weird team because they're an outdoor team. They're supposed to be built for the weather, but their skill position guys are totally built to play on turf. Maybe they're thinking about the Super Bowl in LA on the turf inside this season. Yeah. Um, I think they could totally ball out in this game. And I actually, my second biggest bet of the day, once the line is posted, as of now, Tuesday night, we do not have a line. But Josh Allen over rushing yards. We saw what Jalen Hurts did to him last week. And we saw what Herbert did on Sunday night to a team like Pittsburgh when they're blitzing the sort of way that they were. There were reports out of Buffalo, and there were some conversations within the coaching staff that they want Josh Allen to run the ball way more they want him to be able to pick up these third downs. They do not want him sitting behind that line and waiting for Stefan Diggs or Emmanuel Sanders or Cole Beasley to get open. They wanted him to be more aggressive on the ground like he was last season. So I anticipate a big, big, big rushing game from Josh Allen. I will take this number all the way up to 47 and a half, and I will probably still bet it Ooh. over even if it's more than there. Uh, if there is a line posted out there where it's like more than 70, more than 80, I think that I might touch that too just out of a little fun little Thanksgiving uh, special. But yeah, I think that'll end up being my second biggest bet of the day. So I got a couple lines for you. Uh, DraftKings has it at 34 and a half. FanDuel has it at 31 and a half. Smash that over. Spicy, spicy. All right. Uh, Yeah, I love, love, love that. Uh, You want to move on to some Sunday games? Let's get it. All right. So after you sit down all Friday, digest all your food, Come back to us. We'll be back Friday with all of our picks for <laughs> Sunday. But we'll get a little early taster on some of these lines. So why don't we start off with ooh, a game that I actually really like. Tampa Bay minus three at the Colts over under 52. Don't see a ticket count off the count on my head. Uh, 65% of the money or 65% of the bets, 85% of the money on Tampa Bay. I already bet this number. Tampa Bay minus two and a half. I know it's a short week for them. I know the Colts are hot, but I do not trust Carson Wentz against this defense. If there's anything that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do great, it is stop the run. I do not trust Wentz going over the top here. I think that Brady, he got it back a little bit last night. They didn't look perfect, but I think this train is going to start rolling really quickly. And I'm going to fade the Colts after they looked incredible against the Bills. I still think they're a really good team. I still think they're a team that can make a deep run into February. But against the defending Super Bowl champions, I can't trust it. I know there's some issues with Brady on the road this season, but I'm, I'm going to buy on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I already bet them at minus two and a half. I completely agree with you. This is, to me, this is the moment where we see how much and how, how much quarterback play is really going to be important because Tampa Bay, they did get trounced by the Washington football team in terms of the run game, but I think that that's going to be an outlier. Their sole purpose is going to be stopping Jonathan Taylor and letting Carson Wentz beat them. And they just don't have enough weapons on the outside to me to, to get to keep up with the pace of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, we see Brady, he's back. Lenny Fournette is already apologizing to fantasy managers out there for his poor fantasy performance. I think it's going to be a good, a great game for the Bucs skill positions. Um, I think that they're going to get a win here. And I agree with you. I think this is really just the Indianapolis Colts riding high, facing against or going up against a really good team in the Bucs. Um, so I'm gonna take the Bucks two and a half as well. All right, cool. three though. Uh, so you got it at a good time. 
I did. Uh, I saw it was two and a half minus one twenty. I was like, well, I might as well get it, but before now, I don't have to pay for it later. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I was super excited about that. Uh, hopefully, it comes through. Jets plus two and a half at the Texans. Looks like Zach Wilson is going to start for the Jets, especially since Flacco and Mike White are now on the COVID list. Over under in this game forty four and a half. Uh, ticket count thirty seven percent of the bets and fifty nine percent of the money on the Texans minus two and a half. I have already bet the Texans minus two and a half. I have already bet the over 44 and a half here. Absolute smash spot with Zach Wilson coming back after all of these injuries. I think he's going to look terrible. And we saw it last week. I called it on the show. Houston money line against Tennessee. One of my best bets of the season. Uh, so we're going to ride with uh, Tyrod, Ty God, until he uh, takes me out. So, yeah, give me a Houston minus two and a half here. Yeah, man. I, I No disagreement here because, like, you know, we, we said it last week. The Texans, man, for whatever reason, they're uh, they've been playing better, and they're going up against Zach Wilson. So I don't, I don't have any faith in anyone that's not. Actually, I have more faith in every quarterback except Zach Wilson at this point. <laughs> so I'm taking Houston. They got rid of Philip Lindsay. I guess it's going to be mo- mostly Rex Burkhead and David Johnson going forward. Uh, but Tyrod just looked like he was a man possessed uh, after he came out of, out of the uh, bye week looking flat against those Miami Dolphins. He looked great last week. I think he keeps it rolling. The Jets' defense sucks. Um, so I think we're going to see the the Houston Texans get another win here, minus two and a half. I feel like the quarterbacks coming off of injury or COVID this year have been especially rusty. Uh, maybe outside of Aaron Rodgers, but they've been look really rusty. So this is like a – we saw it. You said Tyrod had a one bad week. Took him a little time to get ready. Russell Wilson still struggling. Yep. So Zach Wilson coming off of injury. Uh, yeah, big time buy for me on Houston. I actually am surprised that this number is not above three or three and a half. Seems like a smash. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Eagles, your Eagles, minus three and a half at the New York Giants over under 45 and a half here. This seems like a divisional die that I'm supposed to take on the Giants plus three and a half here. Really, really gross, but that's what we do best. Uh, I'm interested <laughs> to get I'm interested uh... to get your take here since you're a bird guy. Well, I uh, I got to say, you know, the Giants did a good job containing the run uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. But this is a train that, that cannot be stopped at this point. Jalen Hurts is confident. We got Miles Sanders back, even though he's fumbling every time he touches the ball. He at least is getting the ball. So we're seeing a nice one-two combo with him and Jordan Howard. I think we finally figured out what works for Jalen Hurts and what works for the Eagles. We've seen their pass defense still continue to be um, middle of the pack, but at least good enough to get the job done. And against the New York Giants, who still, I mean, Saquon Barkley came back, but he looked regular, looked like the yeah. same guy that really can't, that has no, he has no offensive line. He can't find any holes. He has no blocking. Um, Kadarius Tony got seven targets for 40, went for seven, tar- seven catches for 40 yards on double digit targets. Not a good look. Kenny Galladay stinks. Waste of money. Um, the best thing that the New York the New York Giants have going for them is that Jason Garrett's not their offensive coordinator anymore. So at Huge. this point, can't can't trust them. I know that sometimes in these situations, players will rally around the locker room when they have a new person in the in the helm. You know, either running plays or calling the or. Uh, but it's Freddie it? Kitchens. It's Freddie it's Kitchens. Fr- we know who Freddie Kitchens was. Like he was a disaster for the Browns. So yeah, give me the birds here. 
Birds money line, birds spread. Uh, probably stay away from the uh, game total here just because both of these offenses have gone stagnant at times. Uh, so it's hard to trust the points on the board. But, yeah, Giants suck. Give me the Eagles. Going from Jason Garrett to Freddie Kitchens is like going from a 1974 Ford Pinto to a 1974 <laughs> Ford Pinto. <laughs> nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> you imagine people rallying around Freddie Kitchens. I know the last time he took over his offensive coordinator in Cleveland, this shit actually turned around and got a head coaching job for a year. But this he ain't did. that team. This no. ain't that team, I don't think. This team yeah, is a hot so, mess, man. They got they got way bigger issues than a couple offensive coordinators. Yeah, I, I can guarantee you one thing. This will be not not be one of my top five come Friday. But <laughs> the lean is towards the Giants. Uh, one of the things I actually want to talk to you, maybe we'll save it till Friday, but we'll do a deep dive on Friday. But I just want to say this. The fact that it took Nick Sirianni 10 games to figure out that Jalen Hurts is just, just run the Lamar Jackson offense. He does the exact same shit, and he's really good at it. Just do that, dude. They were number, they're number two in RPO like the whole season. You just got to do it more. Like obviously, he was more comfortable. He looks like this is what we this is what we want. And yeah. I think there's still some you know questions of whether he's going to be the future and the franchise quarterback after the season. If you know, depending on how they finish. But for what I've seen over the last three four games, man, how do you not have this guy as your quarterback and build around him? He just needs more weapons. You know, we've seen Devontae Smith be straight. He's got Dallas Goddard, who's, who's still like a very decent tight end. But uh, give him a couple more wideouts, so so actually give him some playmakers. I think we have a really good squad on offense here. Defense is another question, but I don't know. I think, I think uh, the, Birds are definitely trying in the right direction right now. I think that you have to roll with Hurts unless you're trading all three of those first-round picks for, right. I don't know. Like, is, is, is Rodgers coming? No. No. Deshaun? I don't know that I even want him at this point, you know, for what he's yeah. going to cost plus the headache. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah. And Russell Wilson, I don't know. Unless you're getting one of the top, top, top guys, what are you doing? This draft stinks for quarterbacks. Don't draft one. Hurts, no. is, Hurts is good. You can definitely win in the NFL with Hurts if you build an elite defense. Go spend those 100%. three picks. Go go get Kayvon Thibodeau. Go get your guys. Go beef up the defensive line. Go get some cornerbacks. Roll with Jalen Hurts. I think you have a real, real team here. Let, let's get Howie Roseman out of there. Jason Gold for Eagles GM. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for I'm not moving to Philly. I like LA too much, but that's okay. All right. Fair next enough. game Next game on the board, Carolina minus two against the Miami Dolphins in Miami over under 42 and a half. Uh, looks like this line might have just gone up, and I'm not really sure why. Open big. Uh, oh, no. That number's wrong. Uh, we'll go with minus two and over 42 and a half. What do you got? Yeah, I'm seeing it minus one and a half now too. So yeah, pretty much two. Um, I'll go Carolina, man. There's something going on with the, the resurgence of Cam Newton here. Um, we see Christian McCaffrey looks decent enough and Cam gets him the ball. Uh, he even found DJ Moore. He was actually throwing the ball a little bit. Um, I think that this is going to be a good spot for the uh, Carolina Panthers here. Not much faith in the, in the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Um, I think this is where Carolina kind of turns their season around. We see with what's going on in Atlanta, what's going on in New Orleans. Um, there's actually an outside chance that this Panthers team can maybe sneak into a wild card spot if they continue to play well. So I think that this this team has a lot more positive, uh, good fortunes and an opportunity going their way. So I'm gonna go with the Panthers here. Yeah, so I'm with you here. I'm gonna lean towards Carolina. I do like the way that Miami's been playing the last two weeks. Their defense seems to be stepping up a little bit. Miles Gaskin actually played running back a little bit. Yeah. Tua has been throwing the ball, it seems like, more confidently. Definitely with more arm strength. It's still 
He still has the bad turnovers that kind of hurt yeah. him a little bit. And against this Carolina defense, that could be a real issue. Um, the other thing about Carolina, I saw an interesting quote, quote from Matt Rule that they have five wins right now. The year before he came in, they had five wins. Last year, they went 5-11 and 11 also. Apparently, it's a big deal for him to get over this five-win mark and show improvement. He said it in the last two weeks. Obviously, they lost last, last week to Washington. But uh, I think that this team will be super, super motivated to come in and get their sixth win this year. So such a low number. I will take Carolina at the minus two. I'll take it up to three uh, and then probably stay away from it. I don't have any read on the total. I assume there won't be a whole, a whole lot of points in this game, but 42 and a half, pretty low. Yeah, I don't I don't suspect there'd be a lot of scoring there. I, I imagine Brian Flores would do something similar to what he did with Lamar Jackson and just blitzing all the time, making Cam uncomfortable, making him force the ball downfield. So, yeah, I could see a lot of dink and dunks, uh, three and outs, probably a low scoring contest. But I'm, I will say one of the, my early futures that I took was the Panthers over six and a half wins. So I'm feeling pretty good. Like we're right on the cusp there. So um, feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. All right. Uh, Tennessee plus six. At the red-hot New England Patriots, over under 44. This Titans team, it is gross out there right it now. It is getting isn't... awfully gross out there. Oof, this, man. this offense isn't doing anything. They released Adrian Peterson today. Uh, defense still looks pretty good. Uh, I know that they lost last week, but they still held the Titans kind of, or the Texans kind of in check. Uh, Patriots, I don't know what else to say. They basically look like they're the Tom Brady Patriots all over again with less of a downfield passing game. I don't know. I like this number screams bet the Titans, but do you want to get in front of the Patriots train right now? Cause I sure don't bro. This is the definition of gross. It yeah. doesn't get any grosser than this. This is the Titans. They've looked awful. They lost to the freaking Texans and Ryan Tannehill continues to just be a turnover machine. Um, they don't know what's going on in the running back room. Is it Deontay Foreman? Is it uh Hilliard who's just popped up for Jeremy McNichols? Who's been kind of out with injuries. Um, AJ Brown's just been the only person for Tannehill to really throw to besides Michael Pruitt at this point. It doesn't get any worse for the Titans. So give me the Titans plus six. Yeah. For some reason, it's got to be. I don't, I don't know. This Titans team finds ways to win. Um, I think they'll find a way to cover here. Um, the, New Orleans, the New England Patriots have been great. Uh, we've seen Mac Jones just be a, a solid game manager, not having to throw for many yards, just really leaning on that defense and that run game. But uh, this Titans defense can actually play can play a little bit of D against this uh, Patriots offense. So if the, the, the offenses neutralize each other, could see a really, uh, really small, uh, a low scoring game here. Um, so give me the Titans plus six. I think this is a good spot for him. The puke worthy bet of the week goes to Dan on plus six with the Titans. I love it. I love it. I'm learning, bro. I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to imbibe much of this grossness that you, that you speak to me every week with. It's great. All right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I did see that this hit uh, six and a half and got quickly bet down. So seems like that yeah. is the number for the sharps to take this one at. So at six, you're probably on the right side here. I'm just, I'm not sure about getting in front of the Patriots right now, but it is gross. Love gross. Uh, all right, let's go to Pittsburgh plus four at the Cincinnati Bengals over under 45 and a half. We've got the ticket count here is 40% of the bets, 48% of the money on the Bengals. Uh, we buying into the Steelers after a really good comeback that ultimately fell short last week without all their defensive pieces, or we buying the Bengals having another win after uh, beating the Raiders last week. Buying the Steelers, um, I saw a little bit. I thought it was a better Big Ben uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, he actually found 
a way to get the ball to chase Claypool, which I think he's been struggling to do. He threw um, it down the field. All he needed he to did. do was get COVID. He did. <laughs> Man, it's crazy how 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 certain people will have other reactions and then other. He's the only like one that bounced back well. <laughs> Which is crazy, but this is a divisional matchup, man. This is this is where it matters. Um, you know, the Steelers have that tie, which actually winds up being crucial in this scenario uh, as the race for this division. But uh, I think this is a spot, man. It's Mike Tomlin as an underdog against a Bengals team that, honestly, I don't know where they went last week. Um, but you know, I, I feel like this is this is the point where you're going to see Smash Mouth Steelers football. Najee Harris came back after a, I guess, passing concussion protocol. Um, I think it's going to be a good game, man. It's going to be a lot of smash mouth football of Joe Mixon and, and Najee Harris. But I think ultimately you're, you're going to get Big Ben being the vet. I don't know that the make of Fitzpatrick, we don't know if he's going to be back yet. That's certainly something that's going to make a difference, um, especially holding down Jamar Chase. But yeah, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers plus four and a half. I think that's a, a bit too hefty for a, a Bengals team that's been inconsistent over the course of this season. Yeah, that number was so high, it almost scared me off to see if the sportsbooks were trying to lay a trap. I thought it would be three. Yeah, uh, it's, that, that it's not. Yeah, four, four and a half. A little dicey there, so I might stay away and get some more information here. For me, it seems like if TJ Watt's back, this is absolutely a smash spot for Pittsburgh. I think that they can win this game outright. They'll definitely be in some some round-robin money lines for me. Um, I, d- I, don't, I don't trust fully the Bengals yet. They have too many issues on that offensive line. The Steelers are able to get home. This could be a really ugly game offensively for uh, for the Bengals. I actually like, now that I talk about it, like the under 45 and a half in this one. Agreed. All right, let's move over to, oh, this is a gross game. Uh, Atlanta minus one at Jacksonville. All of the money in the world is on Atlanta. 75% of the bets, 92% of the money. Yet the line's not really moving that much. Uh, are we betting on Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars or do we the think the Falcons can bounce back after putting up a uh, zero burger and egg against the uh, Patriots. Yeah, this one's tough, man, because right now it's pretty much a pick them. And I don't know what I can. I don't know that I can trust the Falcons after what I saw without quarter Patterson, man, this offense was just horrendous. Um, Matt Ryan looks like he's a shell of himself. I, I think it's just a lack of weapons with Calvin Ridley out. There's no one that can really do anything to take the top off of the defense. He's having to throw um, underneath routes the whole time to Kyle Pitts. Like that's the only guy to really check. Um, The running game is non-existent. So part of me, I'm probably going to stay away from this one, but if I had to bet it gung to my head, I'll take Atlanta um, minus one, but because I I just don't know what I see out of the Jags either. They lost um, Jamal Agnew, who was probably their best receiver. So I guess it's Viscous Chenault season again um, or some shit. Who knows? But Dan Arnold also put up a goose egg last week. So, uh, yeah, I just don't know where the Jaguars are going to generate any offense outside of James Robinson and the Falcons on the other side of the ball. Man, this is going to be an ugly, ugly game. Give me the under. Ugly, ugly game. Lost you there for a second. Uh all good. Let's move over. Oh, actually, I'll put my bet in for this game. Uh, I lean towards the Jaguars. Don't love it. Falcons are gross. I don't want any part of it. All right, let's move over to the Chargers. Minus three currently at Denver over under 48. I already have bets on this game. The Chargers last week against the Steelers. Absolutely awesome. Herbert put up a monster burger. So did Eckler in that game. 
Uh, this is when you fade the Chargers. Give me Denver coming off the bye, plus three at home. I absolutely love this game. Might be, might be one of my best bets of the week. I already bet the money line, plus 130, and I bet the under 48, which actually might be the best bet in a game full of best bets. Uh, I love the whole board here. Divisional matchup, and uh, the Broncos are back at home. I don't, I don't mind it. You know, the Chargers riding high after Justin Herbert pretty much put on an MVP performance over yep. what 300 yards, 90 rushing yards, uh, game winner. Um, yeah, perfect spot to to fade him, right? So, uh, give I'll I'll ride with you here. I, I think I'll take Denver plus three um, at home. So right now, I'm seeing 65 percent of the money's on the Chargers. 80% of the tickets are also on the Chargers. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to fade the public here and the Sharps. Go with the go with the Denver Broncos. Oh, I'm seeing 80% of the bets and 60% of the money on the Chargers. So, actually the Sharps are buying it looks like a little bit on Denver. Uh and the line hasn't moved at all. So, at all. Yeah, some interesting thoughts there. Uh best game of the day, Rams at Packers. Rams currently plus 1 over under 48 here. Rams coming off a bye, but two gross losses. Rodgers dealing with a toe injury, although it's a pinky toe, so he's probably just bullshitting his way out. What the fuck he's talking about at this point? They lost last week, but the offense looked great. Uh, outdoor team coming from the west to east. Everything lies over the Packers here, but, man, I got to tell you, after the way the Packers looked last week, and I think the Rams off of a bye, I think the Rams are going to win this game, but I do not have the stones to bet it. Yeah, why don't you just tease them up then? I thought that's the uh, probably the right. safe, probably the safe bet. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not like Matt Stafford hasn't played in Lambeau before. Um, pretty he familiar. He just usually with it, stinks there. He does stink, but he's never had weapons. Unlike, I mean, Calvin Johnson's done his thing, I'm sure, in Lambeau. Yeah, uh, but he's never had the weapons that he has now. Um, very curious to see how Odell Beckham comes out and looks. Is, is like you know, with a couple weeks of practice now, um, he didn't really get much work in the in the Thursday game, obviously because he came over so late, but um, yeah, I'm uh, or Monday night game. Um, I'm on the, I'm on the Rams here. I'm going to tease them up, uh, grab, grab, get that to seven points. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to see that the Rams kind of bounce back here. They've made a lot of transactions, talking a lot of shit. Um, I thought like this is a good, this is a good time for them to prove it. And the Packers, while good, their defense was kind of lacking. I think that this is going to be a way better offense that they faced uh, with some of the injuries that have kind of popped up for the, the Packers, um, they're going to have some work to do to stop this offense. So even at Lambeau, I, I still like the Rams' chances. All right, Rams teaser. Lock it in. Love it. All right, next game. Actually, I love the teaser here too. Vikings now plus three and a half at San Francisco over under 48. Take the Vikings to nine and a half. I think they can get this done. Uh, I don't think they're going don't, to – I don't know if they're going to win the game. I think that they can cover the three and a half for sure. San Francisco, it's a win at Jacksonville. What do you do? I know they're coming off of two straight wins, but that team still has issues. Vikings, my problem with betting them is they're riding, they got to be riding a little bit too high. Kirk Cousins, buying one game, fading the other game. I get it. Plus three and a half, maybe I'll be on the Vikings. Plus nine and a half, absolutely. I want the Vikings there. Uh, I love that as a teaser play. Uh, nine and a half, absolutely do love that. Um, the Niners, they did their thing against the Jaguars. We thought that they were going to be snoozing coming on a uh, an East Coast road trip, playing it at, at uh, a one o'clock one o'clock game, but they handled business. Debo Samuel slash running back now, like seven carries for like yeah. seventy yards, crazy. And um, Ayuk, 
Ayuk is yeah, back. and Ayuk fi- he finally popped up. They found him the ball, and you know, and George could. I mean, respect to, to Jimmy Garoppolo. Somehow he's figured out how to play football again. Um, <laughs> and the San Francisco 49ers have actually strung together a, a couple of good games in a row. Um, but here's where here's where the buck stops, man. I feel like I'm. Gonna, I think that the uh, the Vikings also are a good team, just very unfortunate. And it's really just been you know whether the the play calling will just be super conservative and then. You know they'll lose the game, or Kirk Cousins will lose the ball, just or will turn over the ball and lose the game on on his behalf. But yeah, I think that they can keep it within nine and a half points. So I love this teaser play. All right, uh, next one: Cleveland plus four at the Ravens over under forty five and a half. Sunday night football. This game screams stay the fuck away. I don't want any part of either side here. I don't know what's going on with either quarterback. I don't want to do the over under yeah. until I know more about the quarterback situation. We know that. We know Baker's playing, and we know he stinks, and we know he's hobbled. Lamar, I don't know what kind of cold or flu he has or whatever. Guy gets sick more than anyone I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but if he's playing, you got to kind of like them. But I don't know. Complete. This is like neon signs. Stay away from this one. Yeah, man. We're going to have to get Lamar Jackson some kind of an appointment with an ear, nose, and throat or yeah. you know something, bro. But even the way that he was walking into the – into the tunnel or to the stadium last week looked like he had a horrible case of bubble guts. Um, <laughs> probably looked like he was going to shit his pants. So who knows? Yeah. I don't, I don't I don't even know what's going on. Baker Mayfield is terrible. You already said that. No, 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 uh, no surprise there. And then you got the the question mark of whether Lamar is going to play. I just don't know. I'm going to wait for more information. It's a Sunday night game. So we should have it. I don't know if we're going to have it by Friday, um, when we, when we talk next, but you know, this might be one of those games where I'll just wait and see, um, and throw it in there late, late, last minute when I get a full injury report and know what's actually going down. Um, cause right now three and a half to the Ravens, the way that they looked, eh, they eked one out yet again. This is what they do, but yeah, I don't know about it. And I definitely don't trust Baker Mayfield the way that he looks and the way that offense looks right now. All right. Uh, Monday night football Seahawks plus one at Washington over under 47. Russ don't look good, man. Russ does not look good. And Washington looks like Heineke figured out some things. Normally under yeah. these circumstances, Washington two straight gigantic victories and Seahawks looking as bad as they are. My mind screams, well, absolutely, we're betting on Russ and the Seahawks here. But, uh, man, they just look so bad. Everything's so messed up in Seattle right now. I don't know if I want to get on that train. Lean is still towards Seattle plus one in the under 47, but – uh, I don't know right now, dude. What's the? I mean, this is a there's a legitimate chance that if the Seahawks lose this game, what's the point of playing Russell Wilson the rest? Yeah, of the you season? should sit out the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. What, what's what's the point? So this is like one of those games where I feel like the Seahawks need to win more than the football team. But you're right, the Seahawks haven't looked good. DK Metcalf, where you at? We're looking for you. Um, the running back situation looks like Chris Carson's a wrap. So it's going to be the Alex Collins show going forward. He doesn't really, he doesn't really do much for you. And, uh, the defense hasn't been holding it down at all. They've been Swiss cheese. Um, so, you know, while they played pretty well against the Packers for a time, it eventually unraveled. And I don't know you're right. I think the football team figured out a couple things. And, uh, we, I think that Antonio Gibson could have a, could have a day against this rush defense and, Who's to say that Terry McLaurin doesn't go nuclear against this horrible secondary? Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough, man. Um, give me the Seahawks here, reluctantly, but 
yeah, I, I think that Russ is going to will them to victory somehow. But who knows? This could be this could be the end of Russell Wilson this season at the same time too. So yeah, not really, yeah. not really a fan of this game. I think that we both have the little Russ nugget in the back of our head that we just can't quite can't wash get, away yet. It. It's like <laughs> this is still Russell Wilson. He may stink comparatively to old Russell Wilson, but right. he's still Russell Wilson. So uh, especially in Washington, he's from the area. Uh, maybe he gets it done. I'll probably bet in a betting on the Seahawks, but I doubt this will be in my top five. No. All right. That does it for episode 33 of Gambling with Gold. We will be back on Friday. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Remember to download the Champions Round app and play uh, seven stakes and round three for all of those great giveaways. For more information on all that, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Champions Round. Until Friday, enjoy all your Thanksgiving food, except for fuck turkey. <laughs> fuck turkey. <laughs> Peace. See ya.